Today's video is brought to you by Vincero. Hey, hey brother. brother, and welcome everyone to our first movie review of the year. Is that possible? No, it can't, no, onward? Onward. Onward. That was fun. It's been that long since we've seen a new movie from Disney. Like six months. Yeah. Compared to 2019, where we had like back to back to back to back to back to back massive finales to huge franchises, it feels good to get to talk about a new movie. It sure does. This is going to be our live or our review of the live action Mulan. Here we go. Before we dive on into the review today, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Vincero. As you guys may know by now, Vincero has been a longtime supporter of the channel, and Jay and I are huge fans of the watches, literally wearing them on the daily. My current favorite watch from their lineup has got to be from their Outrider collection. I am personally wearing the matte black and gray version of it right now, and it's honestly just gorgeous. This rugged Explorer watch has kind of an industrial tactical styling that can be worn dressed up or down. And that idea of exploration actually fits really nicely with a new detail that I've just learned about this particular company, and that is that they are 100% carbon neutral, where they incorporate recycled materials not only into their packaging, but the products themselves in an effort to protect the environment. Guys, these watches look amazing. They hold up remarkably well. They come at a fair price and they're sustainably produced. I highly recommend you check them out and get an additional 15% off and free shipping when you go to vincerowatches.com slash September. Again, that is 15% off and free shipping when you go to vincerowatches.com slash September. Link is in the description down below. Man, okay, so, so, so much to unpack, like all the way down to even just the way that this particular movie was released, which in our lifetime is a first. It is a first. So yeah, there's there's the movie itself, which we need to talk about, and then there's the, yeah, like the, the medium under which we consumed it. Yes. Yeah, like there's all this, all the, so Disney Plus, in case you're, if you're unfamiliar with the situation surrounding Mulan, it was supposed to come out earlier this year. Theater release. Pre-COVID. Yep. Yeah, big theater, you know, release. And instead, they decided to release it on Disney Plus. But as a rental at the rate of... Not a rental. You, you own it forever. Oh, you do own yeah, it forever. it doesn't okay. expire. You'll have it. I actually did not know that, which so I think it does It's help. called a, a premium experience is what they're calling it. Okay. Yeah. That, that is better because at the rate of $30, I, I had sticker shock mm -hmm. at first when I heard it was going to be $30. Yeah. I was like, that does feel steep. The, the thing that I think helped me walk down it a little bit was basically the idea that if you were to go to the movie theater and see this like with a small family, then it would not be uncommon for the movie tickets to accumulate to $30. So yeah, there's that's the argument is if you went to the movies with a family of four, yep. snacks, popcorn, whatever, even yeah. without that, probably cost you more than $30. Right. Not that you couldn't have like a whole party or something come over and be like, hey, 
I just saw 20 people sell the movie for 30 bucks. That's, you know. Right, although I, maybe don't gather in groups of 20. Yeah, also, the there's that problem. There's that problem. You could beat it that way, except if you could gather that way, just be a theater. You just be right? a theater. So it's a yeah. little bit of a double-edged sword. Yeah. But huh. um, either way, no, for, for me, my experience uh, was kind of fun, I think. You know, it was like coming downstairs this morning, having my cup of coffee, sitting down on my couch and watching a blockbuster movie by myself with my two dogs. Yeah, it is. It, it was that did feel weird. I was like, it's the morning, like the mo like there are times when you and I will wake up and we'll go see a movie in the morning for like the second time at 11, 12. Maybe the first showing is not until one. This is like nine o'clock. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, got my coffee. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's go for this it. Is, uh, it was. Yeah, it was a different way to see like a blockbuster movie. I think like last year in May, we would have gotten the live action Aladdin. Yeah. I'm very curious to see box office, so to speak. Right. How this does. It, I will be curious because a lot of what I've seen, at least like I put on Twitter this morning, like who's watching Mulan today? And it looked like the general reaction was, I'll just wait until December. Like right. I'll just wait for it. Because that is the other other, the other, other thing is that it yeah. will just be available with your Disney Plus subscription in December. Right. So maybe this video at in December will get like a huge surge in views. Yeah, because yeah, certainly we're gonna reshare it, let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Set your reminder on December 4th, we're coming for you. That's there when the movie. But that's the other part is that, so you have to have the Disney Plus subscription and then also right. do this. So even though it says $30, you're also paying for the rest of your subscription. It's like 36 in a way, if you sure. only wanted to see Mulan. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. So, okay, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. The, the one thing that was not hyper applicable to this movie, but for us as people who make content about movies where we like to, you know, analyze frames and stuff. Yeah. Having the pause button during your first viewing of such a like big release Dude, was kind of neat. I thought that too. I was like, at one point I had to go to the bathroom and I was like, you know, it's kind of nice. I can just pause the movie and go. But then I'm like, how is this different from any other movie? I just watch at home. I don't know. I know. I was but like, it was different. It, did, it was it, different. It was. And I don't know why. Maybe because it was like a new release. It's not like, you know, I could just come downstairs on any given morning and turn on my Disney Plus and sit alone in my office and watch it. Right. You know, if and have not seen it before and just take advantage of the pause button. It, I don't know, it did feel different. It felt like like more of an event. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's anticipation. Yeah. You know, like I think versus a Disney movie that you may have been able to watch for years now, like it is mm -hmm. harder to have that moment of suspense that leads up to like pressing play and getting to watch something so ridiculously big and brand new. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, so much unusually to talk about the manner in which we got to experience this movie. How about the movie itself? So sort of like my, my overall take on the movie right out of the gate before we get into any of the nitty gritty details is that I quite liked it. Um, I thought, oh, okay. I thought that it was straight up beautiful. Uh, like I thought like, you know, all of the like cinematography, the colors, the costumes, mm -hmm. like, it was super gorgeous compared to like maybe The Lion King, which was effectively a live action-ish yeah. shot by shot remake of the animated, mm -hmm. which almost left me wanting for the animated because- it, it, This is like, they're so similar. They're so similar. To, yeah. Right, like you don't have enough creative liberties that come into play to where it's like, hey, the, the new live action format like adds, adds a little something else. Mm -hmm. um, with this, I would almost say that it wasn't like the live action version of Mulan so much as a 
movie about the character Mulan that is inspired by the original animated classic. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah, it certainly wasn't like a shot for shot recreation. Lots of departures. Some of the same like verbiage used here and there where you're sort of like, oh, that's like the line. And there were scenes that were specifically recreated. Yes. But but typically in different manners. um, Yeah. I think sort of like one one scene in particular that stood out to me was the way that they did the way that what what is the song called in the original where they're all singing about what their perfect girl would be like? Oh, yeah. I know. I can't believe I'm blanking. On it. I just watched the animated Mulan last night, so yeah. to to prepare for this, a girl worth fighting for, a girl worth fighting for, yeah. exactly. So they they have that song, the meaning of it, the like the meat of that song, basically yeah. in like a rubbing shoulders over you know a meal yeah. conversation. It kind of just it, it, it is introduced differently, where all the guy like she is still just freshly arrived at the camp. Yes. And all the guys are still just kind of like slobs and stuff. And it's, I feel like when they sing the song, it's like, it's supposed to be like, oh, look at all these men valuing the wrong things about right. women. But it's sort of like in this upbeat, cheery song, this is a little more like. <laughs> right, right. You know? Well, and and that was a note that I actually wrote down and, and we can we can hop there and then hop back. But the, I thought one thing that was well executed is the, the acclamation of Mulan to like, you know, the men's camp, yeah. you felt it that much more, like how she could have been a fish out of water in that particular situation where like she walks into, instead of having like her own little tent that's literally off to the corner, you know, with Mushu and the cricket and her yeah. horse, you know, it's like she's in the tent with the guys like whipping towels, like, you know, yeah. you're- <laughs> Guard duty. Right, yeah, <laughs> rather stereotypical, you know, like locker room scene almost a bit. Yeah. Um, and then kind of hilariously, she's the one who smells. Right, yeah, know, that was like, kind which, of funny. Yeah, that thought like, <laughs> like all the people keep pointing it out to her. So anyway, so I feel like I, I like jumped into a, a, a bit of nitty gritty detail after giving my overall reaction to the movie. Didn't hear yours. Um, over, uh, overall, I would reaction. say it sounds like I had a, a lower opinion than you did. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think a lot of the 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 changes they made from the original undercut the messaging itself. Okay. In some places. Where, like, so again, in the animated movie, probably my favorite part is when she climbs the pole. Oh, like, right, she, you know, right. Does the whole thing with the medals and, like, slides up the pole and stuff. Yep. And it's like, ah, that, see, she figured it out. She figured it out. You can't climb it the other way. Right, like, she she basically took what is supposed to be a disadvantage, turned it into the advantage of right. being a mechanism to climb the pole. Exactly. Which proved that, like, brute strength wasn't as necessary as wit. Right. But to me, like, that's what, like, the commander in the animated movie is trying, like, he knows the secret is to do it the way she does it. Sure. And he's like... That, you know, like, that's the lesson I'm teaching you is that to be a good soldier, it's not just about being strong and being able to climb this pole with these weights. It's about being clever and thinking strategically. And, like, she figures it out and you're like, ah, see, she like that. She is a good soldier. It's not because of her, like, despite not being brute strength. Whereas in this one, that challenge is replaced by what Care. looks absolutely impossible, oh, by the way. Yes. No. Oh, my goodness. That was that was like when they're carrying like the buckets, like straight arm out like that. I'm yeah. like, that is really having your mechanics worked against you and climbing a mountain at the same time, which literally I just went backpacking last weekend with a 40 yeah. pound pack on my shoulders for 30 miles. Yeah. And as I was watching that, I was like, uh, each I, of those buckets looked about 40 pounds. I yeah. don't know. Like. 
like trying, hold, go, go into your pantry right now, find two cans of Campbell's soup and tr see how long you can hold them like this. Oh, and you know, I guarantee it is less than eight minutes. I guarantee. Yeah. 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 Uh, much less walking up the side of a mountain. Right. Um, so at first I was like, oh, they got rid of the pole, which was really disheartening to me. But I was like, I'm curious to see what clever way she comes up with to, to like, carry the bucket to beat this challenge. Like, obvious, like, because you're watching them do it and you're like, obviously that's impossible. Sure. And in the end, uh, she doesn't do anything clever to beat it. She is just literally the strongest and makes it to the top. And I was like, that seems to me to really under, like the point in the original is that there's a secret trick to it and you have to outsmart the challenge. And this one was like, no, I'm just stronger. And it was like, that, that, like, like, well, she's so, not, I don't know. No, I, I understand where you're coming from completely. Like I, I, and I do think they even make it a point to say four ounces can move a thousand pounds or something like that. Like several times in the movie where they they're do. specifically talking about the idea that I think you were describing, yeah. which I guess in the animated, they do much more symbolically with the pole climb versus point blank, just saying the sentence. Well, they do it three times in the animated movie. And like, I think they fail in all three versions of it in the live action remake. So they have the pole climb, okay. which is one. They have the uh, shooting the firework, the missile at the um, avalanche where she like, you know, she doesn't fire it at them. She fires it at the environment. And then at the end where she uses the fan versus the sword. Right. So like in all three of those situations, you have this nice little theme where she like outsmarts the opponent. She's clever. It's like, oh, I get it. Awesome. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Well, so let me talk about the avalanche okay. scene first because that was... Be because I actually thought that was like, overall, I thought it was a really cool scene. I, she does still out like smart them and get behind them and like trick them into firing on themselves. Well, and the whole scene in particular, I think is like, a, it's a good demonstration, in my opinion, of like visual storytelling where like you sort of immediately like based on like the, like go into defense pattern and like they all like sort of curl in and you can so like start to see that the strategy was to get them to do that very thing because they had planned to bring the catapults to basically launch at them. Right. You know, and like you're starting to just sort of see like everybody's strategy work its way together. And then you've got like Mulan who's like racing through gathering all the helmets, which she then like lines up. Yeah, to look like she's larger than she is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. more of them. So then all of a sudden, you know, like you've got the turret being turned around. And, and that was the big thing that I wondered about because the avalanche scene in my mind is something that is very, very hard to recreate. It is almost not believable in the animated, mm -hmm. even with the ability to like draw scale accordingly and stuff because of like just how far that like rocket travels. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, that was, that was quite some distance. It's it's interesting to me that this happens sometimes in animated movies where like, I didn't think the avalanche was nearly as impressive in this version as it was in the animated one. And maybe it's because you, you can, you know, get what exactly perfect camera angles and make the avalanche bigger than life and right. stuff. But it's not like they had a real avalanche. They're still just animating it. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think the avalanche itself looked good. I also thought that them turning the catapult around was a little kind of like overkill. <laughs> they didn't even come close to hitting them like where oh, she is. She, yeah, I, I was like, this, I, was, this wasn't even a, like, why were you launching the catapult at what looks at best to be six people? Right, well, and I, I, I suppose that the, the perceived belief by, you know, those, that army is that 
there are people like storming in from behind. From be- maybe. And so okay. like maybe it's supposed to be like attacking like a, a greater force. The fact that it misses like comically by so much mm-hmm. is, is sort of like that element of like, well, you had to have the avalanche happen somehow. I, that was the thing. I was like, like I, I could forgive it because obviously you can't not have the avalanche sure. in Mulan if you're right. doing it, that. And so, okay, then going on to the fan situation, because this was like one of the major departures from the animated series is mm-hmm. that Mulan is a gifted warrior from a very young age. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Really? Okay. No. Okay. So you you preferred the situation where basically she was like, she literally was a fish out of water, had to go and like literally, you know, prove herself because- well, yeah. My, I think my argument for, for the live action in this situation would be that you've got a, you have a character who is literally not being sent to war for literally all of the wrong reasons. Like, despite pure capability and fully capable of being out there in it, yeah. it's almost like this tradition is literally getting in the way of an obvious answer well, that, to- I did write that down. I said, like, I wrote this down. Like, maybe the argument's that even when the choice is so obvious and you have a woman who is clearly the best choice, they're still not letting her do it because just because, like, out of stubbornness and tradition. Right, and effectively sending, you know, then yeah. her father to what is absolutely going to be his death. Because, right. you know, the guy can't walk 15 feet across a courtyard. Yeah. You know, let alone go to battle. Right. And, and do all of these things. But it just felt like, I don't know, like like Mulan was special because she's special rather than like yes. hard work and grit and like cleverness and stuff. She has like natural born it's, chi. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, the natural born chi stuff, which also her natural born chi mostly seems like the ability to uh, kick spears and arrows <laughs> at the ground. At the ground. From midair. <laughs> right, they did They did end up using the same skill yeah. quite a few times uh, with that. But like, I still think that there was like a, a rather big theme with this of like Mulan being true to herself. Like you see like two different kinds. Uh, I, I think this is well illustrated, uh, like two different kinds of like makeup, so to speak. And mm-hmm. one of them is quite literally makeup in the beginning, yeah. which is just her not being who she is and you know not being able to be herself in that skin. And then also like when she is under guise as like one of the men as a soldier, and it literally, I think what the uh, kind of like the dark witch says is your deceit weakens or weakens you, poisons your chi. And it was almost like even wearing that, like still not being true to who you are. Right. Is like is holding you back. right? Yeah. Now. That was like part of the whole underlying Phoenix theme, I think, which is why we have Mr. Bob here. I didn't know you were in the movie, Bob. You might have mentioned something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what Very did you nice. think? So basically, my my interpretation was that Mr. Bob the Phoenix was effectively taking the role of Mushu. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. Right. Um, which that was that was sort of like a a decision that it would have been very hard to implement having, you know, a comic relief sidekick mini dragon walking around. For sure it would have. And, like this, what was otherwise like maybe a, a bit more serious yeah. toned movie. Mm-hmm. I love Phoenixes. Yeah. I, I love them like symbolically. And you know, it was, it would be easy to see where that was like a, a step from Mushu to something else. Yeah. But it was, I don't know that I completely got the 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 points connected between the Phoenix being sort of like their family's, you know, like symbol, like yeah. spirit symbol. Um, well, there was, I don't know if you noticed, they had that set of stairs where she like breaks the statue of the Phoenix or whatever. Right. The other side is a dragon. 
Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe well, that was like a nod to Mushu or something. A little bit, sure. Yeah. But yeah, like the the Phoenix thing, like the, there's even this like big momentous moment that I thought looked beautiful, but was sort of undercut by sort of maybe the Phoenix's minimalized role otherwise. Like it was more of a guide. It was like- it, Yeah, she, like she showed her where to go. Yeah, like she yeah. goes to war and she gets lost on her way there, you know, is out of food. And all of a sudden the Phoenix arrives and basically is like, go this way. Yeah. And then at the end, you've got this big moment where she like stands up on the scaffolding and like the wings are like spread out behind her, mm-hmm. which looked awesome. It did look awesome. It was it was yeah. super cool, but it was also like, well, like, yeah, like but it didn't do anything. It, it didn't do anything. And I wouldn't even say, at least on my, my first pass, I wouldn't even say that that was her rise from the ashes moment. Oh no, the rise from her ashes moment is when she has like the fight with the, dark witch on the yellow volcanic ice or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What, what Very that? well described. Yes. Very, that was volcanic ice, as yeah, far as I'm concerned. Ice. You it know how volcanoes are nice and cold? Right. And yellow? Possibly sulfur in there Possi- as well. Definitely. I was like, I'm no like geologist. Really, I'm no but geologist, but it, I, my, I don't know ice to freeze in hot places. Right, <laughs> right. I did, I did like that moment where she was like, Mulan herself is reborn from her like fake identity. Yes, um, okay. Yeah. Let me touch on that really quick okay. because one of the notes that I wrote down, so you have like this really cool moment where she's like stripping off the armor and she's like coming back into the scene and she's yeah. this like bright red symbol that like is sort of like coming, you know, right into the fray and like everything is sort of, you know, dividing and she's like storming yes. through. All very, very cool. There is, when I was watching it on the first pass and she's getting ready to leave and you basically take her father's place, they don't have this moment where like the montage of her like strapping in. Yeah. And literally as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I would have loved like the the gear up montage. Oh my like, gosh, dude. I wrote that exact same thing down. The first the first scene I really liked was when they were doing the makeup and they do a little. Yes. I was I, like. Like the little like stop motion sort of. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. Like I thought the movie could have first of all started right there. Like sure. it could have started on that table and put all the makeup and you know, could have just started with her, you know, flubbing the matchmaking ceremony or right. whatever. But then I was like, they, they so easily could have had that like girly makeup scene reflect her putting the armor on right. right away, which then would have also worked well for the rebirth where she just strips all the armor off. Exactly. And so that that was sort of the thing that I thought is like, if you had set it up earlier with her having like the big montage of putting on the, you know, the armor makeup, mm-hmm. so to speak, then it's that much more powerful, especially because they give you a little bit of a armor removal montage. Like as she's yeah. like riding in on the horse, you're like you see like, like, you know, this off, this off, like cuffs, yeah. everything, you know, and it's, that that's almost even cooler to me if you have it to begin with, like you right. watch her strap in. I agree, that would have um, been cool. They also, this is just a tiny complaint, but they just forewent the entire haircutting scene. Oh, sure. Which to me, that's like one of those just very iconic moments from the animated movie. Right. Where she like cuts the hair, just like, all right, this is me choosing a new identity. Right. Like, there's, this is the point of no return. Like with the, cause she does it with the sword, she right? She does it with the sword. Which is kind of even like, you know, rough and gruff, like in terms of hair yeah. cutting. Right. Utensils. Exactly. So uh, using a sword. It feels, yeah, it's such a weird thing to skip was the, the leaving. Right. Yeah, I right. didn't understand why they just, they were just, She's just sort of in the basement and then it's like the next day and she's like, I'm gone. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the the sword itself then, because that was one where, again, you know, it was it was like a an element that 
I'm not sure was maybe like as well executed, as well set up as I as I think it could have been. It wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but like the sword is very clearly important. And, yeah. you know, like you you get what actually I loved in the beginning is the scene where her dad is actually like using the sharpening stone, like the whetstone mm-hmm. to like sharpen the blade. And like, you know, they're having like the conversation about it and the three uh, symbols, you know, that are like, yeah. kind of engraved into it. And then even when she gets to camp, you get that moment where, um, you know, the commander tongue comes over, sees the sword and like knows that it's like a, like, like she's part of like a warrior family. Right. And, you know, like recognizes it for what it's worth or whatever. But then it like sort of, I guess, fast forward and everything, you get to the point at the end where it falls into like the molten whatever. Yeah, whatever he was doing there. Right. And it like melts away. And then like when she gets back, one of the big things, she's like, I know how much you loved that sword. And it was like, well, did, I mean, he, he needed the sword when he was a warrior, but like, yeah. like it wasn't something where I felt like it was extraordinarily well, like, like, oh man, like the sword, not the sword. Yeah, it, like, it didn't feel like the, the the death of the sword didn't feel as emotional as it could have. Right, right, yeah. right. Like, it also felt into fire, which I thought was going to be like, oh, she's going to like pull it out or something. Oh, and, you know, that would have been sweet. Like, that was yeah. like part of the Phoenix thing. It's like, right. the sword is reborn. And she does get a new sword. She does get a new sword. And I thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, was the new sword, I thought modeled after the sword from the animated movie. It looked the same as that, the one she takes. I got the same vibe from it, but it, but I was not hit square in the teeth with it. Okay. So that that may be the case, but I would need I would need a second pass to okay. further confirm that. That was like my I was like, oh, I see what they did. That was fun, but yeah, maybe it's not exactly, but it it looked like like that big long green sword. Right. She has. Yeah, yeah, yeah like almost like jade. Yeah, the yeah. jade. Yeah. Jade. Um, let me see what else I've got here. Okay, so the other thing that is a departure from the original, and tell me how you felt about it, because okay. I, I thought there was some good nuance here, was the relationship with, I hopefully I get this right, Hong Hui. Uh, yeah, just like her romantic interest. Rom- yeah, the romantic interest. Romantic, so, even. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, so that was the thing, was um, you have this relationship that like progressive thinking, I guess, but like it was, I felt like it was forming while they were still in the camp. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Like, so yeah. it was almost it, like, even from, you know, his perspective, it, it seemed like there was something going on even before it was, you know, confirmed anything else. Well, they had one scene where he's, where she's like just finishing putting on her like cover up right. in the morning. He's sort of like, is like staring over. Right. I wasn't supposed to be, I wasn't sure if that was supposed to signify like he's suspicious of this. That wasn't t- like totally my takeaway so much as like more of an observation of because it, it almost looks like what you see is from her perspective, like putting on like, you know, like the leather strap that she's using to sort of like conceal herself. Yeah. But then like more from his, what you see is just like the someone getting up early, someone getting up early. Yeah, so I it, thought it could go either way. I wasn't sure if they were trying to like show that he was like tipped off. Right. Or if he was just like building admiration like man look at this guy right yeah so anyway i thought i thought that that was sort of like a an interestingly uh like set up scenario where maybe it's just like like two people that clearly connect just regardless of circumstances right which i thought was i thought that was kind of neat mm-hmm. but then even taking that one step further there is the moment with commander tongue who by the way is um he is the guy from Star Wars Rogue One. It's the blind guy from Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. The Force is with me. I can't remember his name in that movie either. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good, like, yeah. draw your attention to something. But there's there's the moment where basically I think, like, 
they're really starting to demonstrate the importance of, you know, like the the three core characteristics of, you know, being in this army. Right. And one of them, I guess, is being true. Yeah. And I guess, obviously, she's feeling like the sort of sense of guilt about that, like, and wants to go and confess. And he believes that she's just there, basically, like, trying to say, like, I'm I'm afraid, you know, him being right. like, He's that, like, that's a testament to your honesty, not to, right. you know, anything else. Um, but you had the moment where basically he's like, you know, I would like to submit that you be placed in circumstance for matchmaking with like my daughter. Right. Which I, I would imagine, you know, obviously um, like circumstances being appropriate for it would be like a rather significant honor. Well, yeah. I think he says that and she immediately is like, oh, gosh, that's I can't I can't reveal my thing right now. Right. <laughs> that, right, was right. Too, that was too grand a gesture. Too grand a gesture. Yeah. 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 So I, I felt like that was a another one of those like very neatly complicated situations to almost like just watch unfold Mm -hmm. where like even Mulan is able to like fully recognize uh you know maybe in this like traditional sense the the power behind that sentiment yeah um which I yeah I don't know I thought I thought that was interesting to see play out well she certainly still understands like the power of the traditions and stuff right but obviously that's also sort of what she's fighting okay so another thing that we can bring up is that we were sort of introduced to a version of Mulan that had a bit more like witchcraft going on. For sure. The Obviously chi. the chi rather, uh, rather significant element. Um, and we sort of have, I guess, effectively like Mulan's like antith- antithesis, you know, uh, Darth Vader, yes. Darth Vader. Yes. yes. Is that, is that what you're calling? Um, I am going to call the dark witch in this movie, Darth Vader, because She was so similar to the point where she literally, I mean, she has a moment where she's like, join me, together we'll be the most powerful. And then she literally (laughs) says, it's too late for me. I was just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) It's too late for me, son. Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay, you're just, okay. That was pretty Darth Vader. And then she dies saving Mulan. I was like, this, okay, I get it. (laughs) Right, 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 yes. Yeah. So that that was like a character arc that basically I, I just didn't think went far enough. You know, like you you basically see her kind of seem like she's like serving the villains. Yeah. And, but like maybe in a way where it's like, it's definitely not built on respect, but she also sees it as like the path to power. But like, yeah. it, you know, it, it doesn't really seem like she's actively like evil so much as she's just sort of like, this is just sort of my lot in life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The the relationship between yeah the two or the the dark witch and our main bad guy. God, I can't remember anyone's names. I, I know. Bad. I know. Um, one pass. We got it. Yeah, we got more more time spent with it. I know. It was weird because it just seemed to me like he obviously didn't respect her, and she was clearly the more powerful person. Right. It just it, it was very much like why aren't you just doing it yourself? Sure. And I guess there is a scene where all the men in his, you know, inner circle are like, we can't trust the witch. And, you know, they don't they don't like her. But I feel like she could have made them just like controlled them out of fear. Yes. You know, maybe that's not what she wanted to do. But it just seemed to me like clearly doing all this dark magic and stuff was already against like the law or like using chi against other people. Which I thought was uh, that was surprising to me. It's like, that's a hard thing to enforce yeah oh i like, know because it seems like those people would be the people of power and it would be hard to like then yeah su- like suppress it i guess <laughs> which by the way the emperor later does but anyway it seems like she was okay with breaking those laws and doing all these dark magics but not okay with breaking like the gender roles which was 
curious to me. She's like, oh, I can do all these crazy things, but that I'm, that still doesn't mean I can break this. Well, and, and I mean, maybe that's part of the idea behind it is that it's supposed to just be so like innately ingrained into the culture sure. that, that like it's it's such it's so it's hard to comprehend how hard it would be to right. get past something that has been so such a core belief of everybody. Yeah. But that being said, just from a movie standpoint, like a narrative standpoint. So the, the villain's name is Bori Khan. Uh, and he's he leads the Roarin, I guess, army. The Roarin' army. <laughs> he is a character, though, that I am not absolutely sure is essential to the movie when you could have just had, like, the Dark Witch just be the leader of that same army. Mm-hmm. D- does that make sense? Like, did, did you feel like we needed the the big villain to basically be like the live action version of the yeah. villain from the, the from the animated movie yeah i i don't know i wasn't sure cuz it didn't seem like he was doing a whole lot and didn't it, you know he never really demonstrated his battle prowess oh he caught an arrow and then shot it back that's true but he didn't he hit anybody when he shot it back <laughs> that's true too yeah he catches the arrow which sets up sort of the ending but yeah it seems like there's literally one point where they're staring off at the next garrison and he's like he's like take the garrison or whatever. Right. And then they have a whole scene where she solo takes the whole place down. Right. And then they all just ride in. And it's just like, what makes you the leader? You know, you need to have either some sort of magic yourself or I don't know. It didn't seem like he was like strong enough or something to be the leader. So, yeah. And I think, I think ultimately that's what it comes down to for me is I, I think that what I would have liked was a situation where like, inside of the the core beliefs and values and traditions of, you know, like this culture and people, I feel like what you were supposed to see was Mulan breaking molds and being able to like pioneer new paths and new ways of thinking mm-hmm. while like, while there's still being like a way to retain the good parts of that culture. Right. You know, so like, it, like it, it's part of how, you know, these people live and all that. And I feel like what I would have loved to have seen is basically like Mulan be the person who upholds all of the, the good values while also being that pioneer. Right. And I think that the Dark Witch was in my mind supposed to be like the opposite of that. Like, you know, the person who came in and was just gonna like tear the world apart, you right. know, and, and try to seize leadership because, you know, it was because she was basically thrown from society, I guess. Right. So in my mind, I feel like they should have been the the mirrors of one another. Like they're both the highly proficient in, you know, this yeah. in, in the chi. And I think I, that's what they were going for though. Well, I I think that's what they're going for. But then even at the end, you know, like she's sitting there on the throne and this happened in several conversations throughout the movie. There would be like an argument where somebody would come in and then like and and basically declare like an idea that goes against every other thing that they have basically believed that either their entire life or for the whole movie, at least. And then just like very quickly change their mind. Like Mulan walks in. They're having this conversation. She's like, no, like, help me. You know, like we have like this is what we need to do. And she's like. All right, and then she does yeah. it, and then she sacrifices herself, and like, and that's the end of it. Right. You know, but there, you don't really have like that build up to the really big moment where, where maybe even you get to see like the the chi in its full form, basically like Mulan light versus dark witch dark. Oh, I thought for sure Mulan was going to turn into the phoenix at yes. some point. You know, because yeah. the dark witch is just flying around as a hawk, as another bird, the whole movie. Yep. I was like. I'm just waiting for the moment where Mulan's chi like hits power level 10 and she can also transform into a bird. Especially when you have that first battle yeah. where, you know, effectively she just gets destroyed. 
yeah. you know, and, and nearly killed. Uh, yeah, it, it absolutely felt like they were building it up for like the redemption battle. Like, yeah. oh, like you're the one who taught me to be myself, but like, hmm. you're not going to be happy you I did. Was smart. I yeah. Was smart. So. I mean, I guess they also, I guess, then had this problem of they wanted to have this redemptive character in the Dark Witch who was clearly, her chi was like way beyond Mulan's, even like yes. at the end. And yep. it was like, if they turn her good, then she's just the more powerful one. But well, so like, like if you have her, if you have her turn to be good and survive, then like she sort of like outpaces Mulan in terms of ability. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which seems like then she's just the one who should be the one fighting big bad guy at the end. Big bad guy whose name I have right here. Yeah. Bori, Bori Khan. Bori Khan. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they had to, they had to find a way to get her out of the way without sure. like that was the thing. I guess Either, they didn't make Mulan powerful enough to beat her at the end in like a chi fight right right but then if they had her turn good then she should just be the one fighting the bad guy so right. they had they had this problem of like we need to get her out of the way so she will turn good in the act of sacrifice yes which i which i love i mean i think yeah. that that always can make for like a really great a really great moment especially if it's the if your protagonist's back is against the wall mm-hmm. and what it takes is the decision of use of power while simultaneous sacrifice Mm -hmm. to effectively have a big emotional scene where where you like are drawn into that sacrifice. But instead, I mean, this was, this was so much more like in, in not quite back against the wall, but a arrow that was going to hit Mulan basically is just in the air. And you know, she flies in, blocks it, you know, Mulan sort of catches her out of the air and then she dies and then Mulan just goes forward. Right. And I think, I think what's lost with that is the impact of the turn and the sacrifice. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you're not really like... They don't revisit that character again. At all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, maybe that would have been the other thing. Would, would almost even having had, like, this moment somewhere at the end where, like, the phoenix flits through the air and the hawk is, like, in flight with it. Yeah. Could have been, like, a cool way to see it. Just right. be like, oh. Or if the phoenix had, like, truly arisen, like, out of her or something sure instead of yeah i mean i guess the phoenix does come up behind her pretty soon after but you've already met the phoenix a few times so yes it's definitely not if that's her that wasn't my takeaway sure sure and she doesn't do anything it just okay so do you think other people could see the phoenix i'm not sure okay i I wondered the same thing because like he just looks at her like if i saw the giant wings i'd be like problem (laughs) (laughs) right no, so that actually that could have been a cool thing would almost be like if the Phoenix was if she wasn't seeing the Phoenix the whole time, but it was like nudging her, you know, like it kept like like it almost like unbeknownst to her was like sort of like shooting through the screen or something. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, once she you know has risen, so to speak. Right. Then like she sees it like full force. And right. Like, you know, it's like one with her. Mm-hmm. And that would have been like a cool way to do it as well. Instead yeah. of her being so kind of used to it having like developed a somewhat relationship with it. Yeah. Where do you land on it? Like, so did you, did you, it sounds like maybe you did not like the movie. I mean, I didn't not enjoy it, but there weren't a lot of points where I got like, where I felt like really emotional or like super attached to the characters. Like when I watched the animated one and she climbs the pole, like it makes me almost like well up. I think it's so cool. Sure. And this was like, I rarely was like, Oh, or like this, like I don't know, swelling of emotion. There were a few times. It was almost always accompanied by uh, the use of the soundtrack. Okay, which I thought they did really good. I liked the um, like the the nods to the old music and stuff. 
And maybe that was it. Maybe it's just like manipulating my nostalgia to be like, oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. which, you know, even so, whatever. That's fine. You can do that. Right. Um, I did think they made a good use of like the there was a lot of like reflection and stuff just in unique places. Like, obviously, they did a lot of it in the sword. But then when she finds that pool to go bathe in, she's like, you know, there's the big reflection between her and the sky uh, just in the lake. Which right. I guess is constantly supposed to be like reflecting who she really is. Right. Um, which was nice. And then one of the scenes I really liked, and it was very brief, it was the um scene the night before the battle where they're all just sort of sitting around the campfire. Yeah. Yeah. That one I I like I really that was when I felt like I really connected with all the characters the most. Right. When like you're sitting there and they've sort of been like presented as these like slobby, you know, soldier guys who are just kind of macho and stuff. But like this was that moment of no, they're all still just people and they're also victims of this like War. draft. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. You know, like they they are here and they are like afraid and like they were all being a little bit more vulnerable right there. I was like, yeah, okay, this feels very real. Like I I don't want them to die. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. No, I I thought that was a good scene and it was it was even cool in that <clears throat> moment to like sort of see. Uh, Mulan step up again as like as like a leader yes. amongst them. Yeah, uh, which I thought was was cool and like made sense like why they would even ultimately follow her into battle later. Right, because like not only has she you know demonstrated as you know like an equal, but like she's literally like you know she's like yeah. leading the charge. Well, there. she like tells them I think in that moment like because I will protect you. I think she follows it up with like you know we'll protect each other or something. But, right, like, she says that and then later when then that narrow hallway they're like. We'll protect you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, that was a nice little. Okay. That being said, one of the characters out of like the the group that like is like the her core, yeah. um, y- you know, like, like folk, yeah, friend group, friend group, yeah, yeah is cricket. <laughs> I wrote down cricket. Ha, ha. <laughs> I, I get it. He's like, no, oh, my my grandmother calls me lucky. I'm like, uh, yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know who you're supposed to be. I know who you're supposed to be. No, I liked Cricket. I thought he was adorable, actually. He, he was adorable. <laughs> he just keeps surviving horrible things. <laughs> yes. In like yes. a lucky way. In like a very subtle way, too. It's not like. Yeah, no, it's it's like, there, I think there's one point in time, like where the avalanche is coming or something. And like the car gets shot up in the air and like lands on him. <laughs> but like it lands like just barely. So he can like sort of be like lifted out from underneath it. Yeah. And then at the end, there's like the moment where you think he's like 10 <laughs> against the wall and he's got like the arrows. Like yeah. they're just in his satchel, but like they yeah. look like they're sticking out of him. And he's like, he's like, oh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but there, still good. There, there was one thing that I thought was particularly interesting, and I don't know if this was supposed to be the luck continued or just like a, an unusually an unusual trait of of that particular warrior was his archery abilities. Yeah, there's there's this like one moment at the end where they have him like go behind the back and shoot two yeah. arrows, and it was like what? I, I was like, well, that was insanely cool. It felt a little unearned, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> like there was that one time you shot that dummy first. So, yeah. so I'm with you now a master trick shot archer in the middle of battle. Yeah. I, that, that scene was cool. I was like, Whoa, where did that come from? Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. I thought that was fun. I thought that was fun. So I, yeah. I liked the character of cricket. Oh my gosh. Other Ugh. thing. I'm sorry. Did, did your jaw hit the floor a little bit when Ming-Na Wen yes. walks out? Yes. I was like, Oh wait, is that? Oh my God. Yeah. Yay! I know, I know. That was yeah. like, so of course, uh, in case you are unaware, Ming-Na Wen uh, is the one who introduces at the end, like after the whole like big battle, Mulan to the emperor or like announces her arrival or whatever. Yeah. But was also the original voice yeah. of- Of the animated Mulan. Yeah. yeah. So when she was on screen, it was like, yes! Yeah. Yes! It caught me so off guard. I was like, was that, was that her? Wait, what? Yeah. 
Because she also has like face paint on. And right. Stuff. It's like, was it, huh? Was that, am I, am I crazy? That was her, right? Yes. Yeah. That was yeah, very yeah. cool. It was very cool. I was I like, thought, I, I thought I'm glad was... they had that little Easter egg in there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was, I thought that, I thought it was the, the perfect amount of nod. It was kind of like, yes. oh, how cool. Just this little, here's Mulan. Like, here's the, because she's like presenting her. Yes. Like, Passing the torch a little. Right. Yeah. Right. That was cool. Okay. So score time. Okay. Are we doing what? How how do we score things on this <laughs> on this channel? Out of, we out alternate out of 100. Al- <laughs> we we do it almost every other time differently. Okay. So out of 100. Out of 100. This time. Okay. What I wrote down then was I gave it a 49. Whoa. Wow. Lower than you expected. It sounds like. That is lower than I expected. That is lower than I expected. I. I think that I was probably more like in 74 range. Still lower than maybe I would have expected based on what you were saying. No, well, I mean, so I I think like with anything, this almost always happens. uh, I feel like when we do reviews is that like when we really like something, we're highly critical of it. And when we Mm -hmm. don't like something, we talk about all the stuff we loved. Yeah. Um, And so I think I think that there was maybe for me a mixed bag of those in there where there there was a lot of stuff that. Um, like I would say that I was, I was pretty well captivated by the movie. Like I thought it was, I thought it was paced quickly and like, it was sort of like, okay, and now we're here and now we're here and now we're here. It does go by. Yeah. Yeah, Like, and so it wasn't like I was sitting there just like, oh my gosh, like, come on, get on with it. But I I actually, I think I would even be swayed by you a little bit where there were details that like maybe on my first pass, I was like, that's kind of cool until you're kind of like, well, but you know, this. And so I, it was interesting hearing your critique of it. And I was like. I will I say like, you've also swayed me a little more positive. Maybe, maybe okay. I'm a little higher than my initial 49. Okay, okay, okay. I'll take it. I'll take okay. a 53 all day. <laughs> we'll go 55. Yeah, uh, nice. We'll go 55. Nice. Oh my gosh, guys, what did you think about it? As of right now, I have not seen any reviews no. whatsoever. So maybe I just gave a glowing review to a movie that has been perceived negatively, or maybe Ben, maybe you're making the perceptions. Maybe I'm making the perceptions. Oh, could that happen? I don't know kind of fun to think about. I don't know. Anyway, guys, I want to know what you guys thought. Yes. Um, did you love it? Did you hate it? Were there things that were like so spectacular? What was your favorite part? What was your least favorite part? Really just any thoughts that you have at all. I think we should have just a good quality discussion in the comment section down below. Did you have a favorite part? I think my favorite part is like when she tr- when she's yeah riding back to the fight and they're, they've got the music swelling and all the armor's coming off. That like w- Mulan reborn. Kinda. Yeah. It's, it's hard for it to not be that. I mean, that yeah. was, I thought that was a really cool shot. And there's even like this like cool aerial shot of her like shooting into it. And like everybody's like sort of mm-hmm. parting like as she, as she like tears back into battle. <laughs> really, I think I enjoyed the relationship with, hold on, I have it here. Hung Hui. Hung Hui. Hung Hui. I thought it was cool. I liked the, I liked the way they like ended that like arc in the movie where like I wasn't like, he kind of approaches her on the bridge. She's leaving the Imperial City. Right. And I was like, Oh boy, are we gonna? Are they gonna go for like some big romantic kiss here, or what are we doing? And I was gonna, I was gonna be kind of disappointed if they did, but they did not. They did not. If anything, I think that they did a good job here of making the very small physical gesture between them, which was barely a handshake, feel yeah. meaningful. Right. Because it was almost like for Milan, it felt like that was that was big. You yeah. Know? Like that felt like. Yeah, she like barely touches his hand. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that was well executed. I agree. I um, thought it was well executed. There you go. All right. Last question for you, though. Okay. Do you have any predictions about this is not really related to the like plot of the movie, but predictions 
on how this will do comparatively on like a, a box office standpoint. Oh, probably not great is my guess. Okay. I mean, I think a lot of people are just gonna be willing to wait for it to come out, but I think Mulan also exists with this like handful of other movies in this weird in-between zone, which is finished production, and then COVID happened before their release date. Right. You know, there's a bunch of movies like that, but like there's only like maybe six or seven big blockbuster movies that fell into this category. Right. Like Black Widow's one of them, Mulan's one of them, uh, Onward just barely scared by Soul yeah, is one of from them. Pixar. Yeah, from Pixar coming out. It does put those studios in this weird position of having spent money to produce, something. to produce something they assumed was going to be released in a certain way. Right. And then we're not able to release it in that way. So it's like, I don't think this will set some sort of precedent for things that are released exclusively on Disney+. Plus. It just feels like the solution for this one problem. Right. But, so, or I hope it doesn't set a precedent. Because I can't imagine... Because movies come out that are made for Disney+, Plus all the time. Right. You know, like... Well, so that, that was going to be my question, though. Would would there be a situation where you enjoyed the at-home blockbuster experience enough to where you would want the opportunity to do that? Like, instead of going to a big movie theater, mm-hmm. or, or do you think that the movie theater experience is such a positive one for you that you would want to be able to, like, preser- to preserve that, like, kind of nostalgia? Well, if they're going to do something like that, I think I can see them doing something where they release it on Disney Plus for a premium experience on the same day as it comes out in theaters. So they give you the option. Like, so you could do either. Sure. But uh, that that seems like if they want to do that, like, then then you don't really have, like, then, you know, if you want to pay the $30 price tag to watch it at home, that's up to you. Right. But you could also go to the movie theater. Yeah. So anyway, it'll just be curious to see. Um, I, I personally think as of right now, even though I did enjoy being able to sit on my couch and drink my coffee yeah. and watch the movie, um, I still think that I just love going to the theater. I love getting popcorn. Yeah. You know, the whole, the whole w- nine yards. I would have rather gone to the movies. Okay. Got yeah. It. Okay. For Good sure. to know. Good to yeah, know. I'm just, yeah, I don't, I'm curious to see how this affects the release of big movies on streaming platforms. Because this is, this is the thing everyone will point to. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Trolls sort of did this. Okay. As well. It's a case study. It's a case study. So we'll see. Yeah. And guys, again, I need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Vincera Watches. Jay and I were both wearing the Outrider collection today. I was personally wearing the matte black and gray version of it, and he was wearing the gold army version of it. They really do look amazing, and they come at a fantastic price. And if you guys want to get an additional 15% off and free shipping on your order, you can do so by going to vincerawatches.com slash SCB September. Again, that is vincerawatches.com slash SCB September for 15% off and free shipping. Link in the description down below. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we want to hear all of your thoughts on Mulan. We want to hear your thoughts on what it was like having an at-home movie release. Uh, So just let us know everything down below. Yeah. If you want to see why Mulan is the best Disney princess, you can check out this this video right here. But until next time, bye. bye.